small business news, advice, and education. This is Startup BizCast. Welcome, everyone. This is episode 51 of Startup BizCast. I'm Steve Mullen, president of Endgame Public Relations, a PR firm specializing in media relations, PR for search engine optimization, and social media production. Startup BizCast is produced by BizPods, the business podcast production service from Endgame Public Relations. To learn how your business can join the podcasting revolution, go to www.endgamepr.com forward slash podcasts. I've talked a lot on this show about how it's a great idea to start your own business blog, but this week's topic is slightly different. I'll be going solo without a guest to talk about blogger relations or how to promote your business through other people's blogs. Before I get to that, last week's episode, if you didn't listen, was full of clips of my favorite advice from the last 50 episodes. Before producing the show, I made a call for listener favorites. After the show was produced, I did receive a request from listener Peintros Alessandro, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Payintros has a blog called eBusiness Ideas. There's a link in the show notes and on the Startup BizCast blog to that site. Payintros' favorite episode was number 31, featuring Susan Wilson-Solovic from SBTV.com, talking about women in small business. So just for Payintros, here's a clip from that show. There are going to be some some nuances that are going to impact your business and some obstacles that you're going to face that are going to make it a little bit more difficult for you. And I think that recognizing those things up front and not being surprised about them, I think that's one huge issue. And understand that it's not insurmountable once you're willing to recognize that it's there. Um, The second thing is to really be comfortable with what it means to run a business. And really, this is true for men and women, but I think it really um, impacts women more. And that is, we start businesses as entrepreneurs because we're passionate about something. We know we can deliver a product or service better than anybody else. But we don't really understand what it is to create a business. So what we do is we create a job for ourselves. And that's fine if that's what you want to do. But to create a business, you have to learn to develop processes. You have to create a scalable entity. And it has to be an entity that can run even if you're not there. That's the beauty about building a true business. Thanks for that great suggestion. I did neglect to include that episode even though it was a good one. Now let's run down small business news from this past week. Let's do the BizCast Brief. A Canadian small business group sided with the conservative government in that country this week in rejecting a tax on carbon emissions that was suggested by the Liberal Party. The Canadian Federation of Independent Businesses wanted assurances that the new taxes wouldn't be introduced in a time when small businesses are battling high fuel costs. A new international study shows employees at small and medium-sized businesses are more likely to engage in potentially damaging online behavior than their counterparts at large firms. Security firm Trend Micro surveyed 1,600 employees in the U.S., U.K., Germany, and Japan. According to the survey, workers at smaller businesses are more likely to check their personal email, launch downloaded files, and make online purchases. The reason is likely a lack of the kind of monitoring that goes on at large companies. A recent story in Business Week claims one great work-at-home opportunity is dying, eBay auction selling. The story by Catherine Hollihan claims that online shoppers are losing interest in bidding wars on the auction website and are instead choosing to buy from fixed-price websites like Amazon.com. More on those stories and others can be found in this week's Small Business Recommended Reading on the Startup BizCast blog. 
Now it's time for this week's Startup BizCast Small Business Advice. On my business blog this week, Media Relations and SEO PR, I gave an example of the power of blogger relations. Now, for those of you who didn't read the post, I'll give you a rundown. For those of you who did read it, please bear with me. There's a very popular Hollywood gossip blog done by a person who calls himself Perez Hilton. The site's address is PerezHilton.com, and it claims something like 12 million hits per day, so it's very popular. Recently, Perez decided to post weekly examples of worthy causes that he thinks his readers should support. One of my SEO PR clients is an international nonprofit organization called Fight SMA. They're working to find a cure for a horrible disease called spinal muscular atrophy, or SMA. On Monday, May 26, Fight SMA was profiled as one of the Perez Hilton worthwhile causes. A link to Fight SMA's homepage was posted along with a description of the organization and the disease. They also posted a YouTube video about one family's fight with the disease. Now, we saw an impact of that blog post immediately. Before the post, the YouTube video had about 1,000 views. By the end of the week, it had about 30,000 views. On the day of the posting and the day after, the number of people who visited fightsma.org was about eight or nine times higher than the average day. And the posting raised money. The people at Fight SMA who are in charge of donations tell me there was a definite uptick in the amount of money coming in via online donations. Now, I think it's extremely doubtful these results would have been seen if a story about Fight SMA was published in a print publication, even if it was one of the larger newspapers or news magazines. The reason for this is the ability to follow through on a call to action immediately. The Paris Hilton blog told its readers to check out Fight SMA and donate. The readers watched the video, which was heartbreaking, by the way, and were moved to learn more. Now, first of all, the video wouldn't have translated to a print publication very well, but that's really beside the point. The big issue here is that a magazine or newspaper, if they were to suggest checking out a website, the reader would have to get up and walk over to the computer and enter the address. Even worse, if the reader isn't near a computer, they'd have to remember the web address until they can do something about it. A blog has the ability to link to other websites, something no other news medium can do. So... We've discussed now about how a mention of your organization in a blog can be valuable. Let's discuss how you can go about trying to get those mentions. First thing you have to know is how blogs work. If you've taken my advice and started your own business blog, you're in good shape. You've been posting on your blog once a week or more, so you pretty much know how the whole thing works. For those of you who haven't started your own blog, check out Startup BizCast episodes 34 or number 1. They both talk about it. Assuming you have the knowledge of how blogs work, let's talk about how to find other blogs that might be interested in talking about your business. The first thing is to use the most dominant search engine out there. Google has a search engine for blogs. It's at blogsearch.google.com. You can search for blogs by name, by topic, or just about any other way you can think of. There's another blog search engine out there you might not have heard about unless you're a blog reader or writer. It's called Technorati. Unlike Google, all Technorati does is blog search. I'm going to put links to the Google blog search engine and Technorati in the show notes for this episode so you can find them. Now, I recommend you use a combination of both Google and Technorati to ensure you don't miss anything. To find blogs about your business, just run some searches. If you own a plumbing business, search for plumbing blogs. If you do financial work, perhaps searching for financial advice blog might work. You can probably figure all that out. I'd recommend trying to find at least a handful of different blogs if possible. Some will be better than others, and if you look around on Technorati, you'll find they rank blogs by reputation number. And this is the number of other blogs that have linked to that blog in the last few months. It's an indication of how popular a particular blog is. 
One tip, don't bother with blogs that don't provide contact information. No sense in wasting your time if there's no way to get in touch with the person in charge of the site. Once you've found your list of blogs you want to target, start reading. You should check in on your targets every day to see what they're writing about. You might want to load the blog RSS feeds into a reader to make it easier to keep track. You can learn about that in Startup BizCast Episode 8. Now that you have your targets and you've been keeping track of what the bloggers are writing about, you should start commenting on the blogs. Presumably, if these blogs are about your industry, you have an opinion, so express it. When you comment, be sure to use your full name and include a small signature at the end of the comment. Just your name and the name of your business will suffice. If you're savvy enough to add a link to your business, you can do that, but you'll be running the risk of a blogger not approving the comment. Some bloggers don't like that sort of thing. So if you can get away with it, though, you could potentially move a little traffic over to your website, but it might not be worth it. Make sure the comments you're leaving are worthwhile. Don't comment just for the sake of commenting, and don't use comments to promote your company unless it's particularly relevant. One example of relevance I can think of is a blogger looking for a solution to a problem that you can provide. Anything other than that really would be considered comment spam. Use these comments to further the conversation on the blog because blogs, after all, are supposed to be a conversation between the blogger and his or her readers. The reason for all this commenting is so the blogger will learn who you are. Bloggers love comments. It's a bit of an ego boost whether the blogger will admit it or not. And if your comments are intelligent and aren't spam, the blogger will eventually figure out who you are. Once you think you've infiltrated the blog well enough, wait until you've got something to pitch the blogger. I'll leave the blog worthiness part of this up to you because there are just too many variables on what is blog worthy. After you've been reading and commenting at a blog for a while, you should know what a blogger likes to write about. When you pitch the blogger, find their contact information and email them. Don't be pushy. Tell them you enjoy reading their site and perhaps mention a particular blog post you liked. Then tell them you have a suggestion for a post or have a great new product they might be interested in writing about. And that's pretty much it. If you follow these steps and have found the right blogs, you have a chance of success. This is going to be somewhat hit or miss, so don't get discouraged if you don't have success right away. One more tip. Keep an eye out for opportunities in places you wouldn't normally expect. Obviously, the Perez Hilton site doesn't normally post items about neuromuscular disease. It's kind of a strange example, but it really does point out that it's good to think strategically while you're out there surfing the web and doing other things. There's one disclaimer to all of this. Bloggers can be volatile. While the rewards of a blogger relations campaign can be significant, you're playing with a loaded gun to an extent. If you pick the wrong blog to pitch, the blogger could end up writing a negative post about you. That's one thing you just don't see when you're pitching the mainstream media. Now, while it could happen, you should be able to weed out the bloggers that have a tendency to do that sort of thing while you're monitoring and commenting. So that's the Startup BizCast small business advice for this week. Do you have an experience with blogger relations, negative or positive? Are you a blogger, perhaps, with tips on how to pitch others like yourself? Please contact me. We'll continue this conversation next week. One way to reach me is via my voicemail hotline. The number is 206-339-4366. That's 206-339-4366. You can also email info at startupbizcast.com or leave a comment on the Startup BizCast blog. That's a wrap for episode 51 of Startup BizCast. Thanks for listening. I'm Steve Mullen.